Coming up, we've got updates on the messy tire situation with USAC. Plus, we look ahead to the dirt racing weekend. Let's go. Today is Friday, April 1st, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Don't worry, no uh, April Fool's jokes on today's show. USAC National Sprint Cars are set to get back to action this weekend at Lawrenceburg Speedway, but the focus over the last 24 hours and really the past two weeks has not been on the racing. It was exactly two weeks ago that we were talking Extreme Series penalties for Justin Grant and Chase Stockin following the Volusia tire situation. It was about one week ago that we then were talking potential USAC penalties for tire alterations at Ocala, but that USAC was seeking further analysis. On Wednesday night, USAC officials began informing teams of their final decision regarding the penalties, and yesterday they released their findings in a public statement. I'm not going to read the full statement as it's pretty lengthy. If you want to read it yourself, you can find it over at usacracing.com. But here's basically where we are. At the Ocala weekend, USAC took tire samples from four different teams, and in original testing, all of those uh, tests failed. The results came into question, though, because of the nature in which the tires failed uh, that testing. USAC says they all failed in, quote, an identical manner, unquote. That led to them to seek uh, out additional testing and analysis, which they did through the use of two additional testing facilities. Those samples failed for a second time at the original lab, but came back clean at the two additional labs. Following this second round of testing, USAC told the additional labs to look for the specific trait that was showing up in the failed test at the original lab. And again, both of those other labs could not find the issue and deemed the samples clean. USAC said in the statement they also used a, quote, third party executive professional compounder from uh, one of the world's largest tire manufacturers, unquote, to review all of the results. And this third party concurred uh, that these samples were indeed clean. As such, USAC will not be levying any penalties for this matter, and all teams can participate at Lawrenceburg this weekend. The series also has scheduled a meeting on Monday for team owners to go over the results to assure uh, in some transparency. So based on the statements from the series, that's where we are with the known publicly available facts. Now, I'm not going to uh, I'm, I'm not going to be in a position here to go relitigate the results of the testing. We're not here to talk about that. USAC felt there were irregularities and they did some measure of due diligence to try and get a resolution. Good for them. And it's good that at the very least, they release public statements to inform of the situation and the process. I also think it's a good thing that they're planning on an owner's meeting to share those results. But outside of all of that, this situation has created a really big mess with the series. And as a side note here, I think it's important to point out, it's my understanding that USAC is not upholding the extreme penalties for Grant and Stockton, and that those drivers are eligible to race this weekend at Lawrenceburg. In the past, we've seen those two bodies, World Racing Group and USAC, work together in these cases of penalties, but now we have a very clear divergence. I've been digging through social media, um, uh, the social media reaction, all of this. I've exchanged messages with multiple parties on the subject, and it's clear that some very real damage has been done to the relationship between the series and a lot of the teams and drivers. It feels like there's maybe been some mistrust bubbling under the surface, and this situation has brought all of that now to the forefront. In the hours since USAC's public statement, uh, we've had at least three teams publicly confirm they will not be competing with USAC this weekend, and one will not do so for the foreseeable future. Keith Kuhn tweeted yesterday that they will not be entering their sprint car in future USAC races where they had initially planned to compete all season, mostly with Buddy Kofoid behind the wheel. 
The team will continue on the midget side with their fleet of cars, however, in USAC. Also, Amati Racing and driver Shane Cochran will not be at Lawrenceburg because of this decision, instead choosing to race at Lincoln Park on Saturday night. And Team Arizona with driver Jake Swanson, they've also made the decision to pull out of the weekend. They will also be at Lincoln Park on Saturday night. Swanson and Team AZ were a full-time runner with USAC last season, including picking up a win at Paris late in 2021. So this isn't just some angry social media posts about a decision from a sanctioning body. This isn't just an outburst and reaction. These are three teams that feel so strongly about the lack of penalties that they are choosing to either not race or race elsewhere. And none of these teams are even involved in this actual process. Regardless of whether you believe USAC did or didn't do the right thing, that's a serious message being set by these teams and drivers. As someone who's worked at a sanctioning body in the past, I understand how difficult it is for these officials in these instances of potential cheating and competition. I would tend to defer to their side of things because the racers often have their own motives in mind when they attack these decisions, and the series aren't winning any popularity contests by enforcing their rules. But this situation is clearly messy, and even if nothing nefarious has actually happened, the perception is out there that things aren't fair for all. That is not a good thing. I personally don't have a dog in this fight, and I've heard enough on both sides of the situation to really only understand it's a mess no matter how you slice it. I don't have enough information to make a judgment either way, whether they did or didn't do the right thing. And I'm not one to typically believe in conspiracy theories, so count me as suspicious of any rumored backdoor dealings. With the addition of the non-wing series from World Racing Group, I figured at some point in the future we'd reach a time where teams might have to make a real decision about which side they were going to race with full-time. Maybe a few years down the line, when Extreme really found its footing, we'd get to this. I did not expect it to happen uh, a month into the first year. This feels like an inflection point for non-wing racing in this country, and we could very possibly look back in several years at this couple of weeks span and say that's what changed everything. Emerson Axum leads the use expert car points over Justin Grant headed into Saturday's race at Lawrenceburg. Recent winners at the Berg include Kevin Thomas Jr., Logan CB, Brady Bacon, and CJ Leary. You can watch the racing live on Saturday on Flow Racing. On the flip side, the Extreme Series was supposed to have their midget debut this weekend at Farmer City for the Illini 100 weekend, but both nights of midgets and the World of Outlaws late models have been canceled because of poor weather. The Extreme Midgets will try again on May 23rd at Millbridge. The World of Outlaws late models are back April 22nd and 23rd at Atomic Speedway in Ohio. I'll be curious to see if this cancellation means we'll see any of these late model teams head elsewhere to race this weekend. There's obviously Bristol going on, plus Comp Cam's late models at Arklatex and I-30. Uh, there's $10,000 on the line with the Renegades of Dirt at Natural Bridge. There are supers for $5,000 at Florence, plus plenty of other weekly racing, so we'll just have to wait and see. Speaking of Bristol, the super late models are back tonight and tomorrow for two more 50,000 win shows, plus an additional hundred grand to the event champion. We know Kyle Larson is joining the field that already included Chris Madden and Chris Ferguson, who both won last week. Plus Jonathan Davenport, Jimmy Owens, Tim McCready, Scott Bloomquist, Brandon Overton, Devin Moran, and others. Davenport currently leads the event points with a pair of fourth place finishes last weekend. The cars did get, uh, did get a chance to practice last night, although it looks like there weren't a whole lot of takers. Mike Marler led the session according to Race Monitor with a lap of 15.618. Davenport, Kyle Bronson, Overton, and jo uh, Joseph Joyner completed the top five. Even with the big fast track, we did see plenty of passing last weekend, although both winners started up front. So between qualifying and heat races, it will be vital to make moves to get a good starting position for the feature. 
The weather looks like it should cooperate the next two days, so if you're nearby, head out to the track. If you want to watch from your couch, XR Plus has the live streams. If you're looking for winged sprint car racing this weekend, you've got quite a few different options. First, the World of Outlaws are at Lawton Speedway tonight in Oklahoma and Devil's Bowl Speedway in Texas on Saturday. With some other shows already canceled, including that IRA MOA opener and the debut of the Power i 410 series, I think we'll have a decent car count for both nights, as it sounds like some extra guys are headed that way to race with the Outlaws. Following Brad Sweet's uh, win uh, at Votto on Tuesday, he leads the point standings by 32 over David Gravel, with Carson Macedo, Sheldon Hoddenshield, and Donnie Schatz completing the top five. Macedo was a winner at Lawton last year, and Darren Pittman won there in 2020, which, if I'm remembering correctly, was Pittman's last win with the Outlaws. Pittman will have a chance to repeat as he is filling in for Casey Kane in that KKR9 this weekend. At Devil's Bowl, Logan Schuhart has won three straight races there, and that team needs a pick-me-up after their early season struggles. So this is a good time for this Texas track to come around on the schedule that hosted the Outlaws' debut back in 1978. The DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula favors Brad Sweet at Lawton, and I'll agree that team is just really hot right now. The formula also likes Sweet at Devil's Bowl, even with Schuhart's recent past successes there. I'm going to go with Donnie Schatz, though, at Devil's Bowl. He hasn't finished outside the top five there since 2017. And I think he and that team will be better now that they are out of California. Both Out and All Nights will be live over on Dirt Vision. And out west, we're getting the first race of the NARC 410 season at Stockton in California on Saturday. Dominic Selzy will open his title defense against a talented group of California regulars. Includes names like DJ Neto, Tim Kading, Bud Kading, Mitchell Facino, Willie Croft, Justin Sanders, and others. We'll also see Kerry Madsen in that second Roth entry, and good, uh, good luck to fellow YouTuber Tanner Holmes, who is towing south this weekend to run Friday night in the 360 at Ocean before joining NARC on Saturday with the 410. We also get the regular slate of Central Pennsylvania shows at Williams Grove, Lincoln, and Port Royal, so lots of different options to get your dirt racing fix over the next few days. If you aren't headed to the track, there are 14 shows on the streaming schedule today with nearly 50 on tap for the full weekend. So plenty of dirt racing uh, to watch if you aren't headed out to the track. That includes the Bristol Dirt Nationals on XR+, the two World of Outlaws Sprint Car Nights, the USAC Sprint Cars at Lawrenceburg, NARC 410s at Stockton, that's on Flow Racing, the CompCam's Late Models, plus a ton of local and regional racing. To see the full daily streaming schedule through the weekend with those links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Before we shut it down for the week, I have a few things for you. First, I'm not a journalist and I'm not pretending to be one, or am I trying to be one? You won't see me really break news on the show, and I'm not out here trying to get sources and track down leads and all that stuff. I know some view me as kind of quote unquote media, uh, but I don't like labels and I don't care about any of that. I just want to turn on my microphone and talk about dirt racing because I think it's fun. I've been in the community for nearly a decade at this point, and I know a lot of people around the sport, but understand that I'm doing this from a position of as much neutrality as I can muster. Not going to carry water or sling company lines for anyone, and I don't owe anyone in the community anything. I'm going to say what I want to say and know that I have dealt with some folks upset in the past with things I've said on these shows. I don't need free pit passes. I don't need free merch. I pay full price for all the streaming services, including Dirt Vision, which I spent a lot of time building at one point. If you see me wearing dirt racing hats or shirts, I bought them. I pay my mortgage on money made outside of dirt racing, so I'm not doing this to curry favor or in hopes of getting hired somewhere. Full disclosure, I've mentioned this before, I do have an affiliate deal with Flow Racing, so if you buy through my link, I make a little money at no extra cost to you. But that just helps cover some of my web hosting costs, and they don't have any influence over what I say because of that deal. 
Now, I'm certainly a fan of a lot of different drivers. I've had interactions with a lot of them through the years doing this show and obviously Open Red, and I know some personally, but that won't stop me from saying what I think. If that makes people mad at me, well, I guess that just sucks. I'm not going to go out of my way to do hot takes or be overly critical, though, either. If that's what you want, there are plenty of other places to find that type of stuff. I say all this because I want you guys to know where I stand and where I'm coming from. That's it for the show today. Have a good Friday and a good weekend. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily.